Part One, Chapter Three of the Luggage of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Luggage of Life by Frank W. Borum. Part One, Chapter Three. Our Highway Robberies poor mr littlefaith was violently assaulted and robbed in dead man's lane so bunyan tells us but the remarkable thing about the crime was this that when he recovered his senses and was able to investigate his loss he found that his assailants had taken only his spending money the place where his jewels were they never ransacked so those he kept still there is a subtle philosophy about the episode in dead man's lane prebendary carlyle the head of the church army tells a delightful story of a welsh miner who in the great days of the revival avowed himself as a disciple of jesus christ he had previously exhibited an amazing facility in the use of expletives of the baser kind with his changed life however it became customary for him to meet the most exasperating treatment with a manly smile and a homespun benediction his mates disapproving the revolution in his behavior one day stole his dinner but all they heard their transformed comrades say was praise the lord i've still got my appetite they can't take that the good collier only emphasized in his own quaint way the lofty logic of dead man's lane the truth is embedded in the very essence of christian teaching the robbers always leave the best behind them they cannot help it the writer of the epistle to the hebrews commends his readers for having taken joyfully the spoiling of their goods and he adds ye are well aware that ye have in your own selves a more valuable possession and one which will remain life's spoilers leave the best of the spoil after all the pilgrims to the celestial city must all of them pass through the eerie shades of dead man's lane and they alone can enter that darksome avenue with a song on their lips who are first assured of the absolute security of their best possessions in one of the noblest passages of sesame and lilies ruskin deals with that great saying in the sermon on the mount concerning the treasures of the court which a moth can destroy the treasures of the camp which rust can defile and the treasures of the counting-house which a thief can despoil these then are the desperados of dead man's lane the moth and the rust and the thief and these are the only things that they can steal the treasures of place and of power and of pelf but there must as ruskin argues be a fourth order of treasure a web made fair in the weaving by athena's shuttle a web that no moth can destroy an armor forged in divine fire by vulcanian force an armor that no rust can defile a gold to be mined in the very sun's red heart 
where he sets over the delphinian cliffs a gold that no thief can steal deep pictured treasure impenetrable armor potable gold yes there is there is and it was to his fourth order of treasure that jesus pointed in his great sermon it was treasure of this fourth order that mr littlefaith safely retained after his robbery in the place where jewels were these the robbers never ransacked so these he kept still now it so happened that peter was standing by that day and heard that great word about the robes of office that moths cannot eat about the swords of power that rust cannot defile and about the shining hoard that thieves cannot steal and long afterwards the three sets of treasures were running in his mind when he himself wrote to scattered and persecuted christians concerning the inheritance that is incorruptible because no moth can corrupt it and undefilable because no rust can defile it and unfading because no thieves can steal it these are the jewels that the brigands of dead man's lane can never touch oh the night was dark and the night was late and the robbers came to rob him and they picked the locks of his palace gate the robbers that came to rob him they picked the locks of his palace gate seized his jewels and gems of state his coffers of gold and his priceless plate the robbers that came to rob him but loud laughed he in the morning red for of what had the robbers robbed him ho hidden safe as he slept in bed when the robbers came to rob him they robbed him not of a golden shred of the radiant dreams in his wise old head and they're welcome to all things else he said when the robbers came to rob him the lines inevitably recall the well-known story of jeremy taylor his house had been piteously plundered all his choicest possessions had been squandered his family had been turned out of doors yet in face of his sore trial the good man kneeled down and gave humble and hearty thanks to his god that his enemies had left him the sun and the moon a loving wife many friends to pity and relieve the providence of god all the promises of the gospel his faith his hope of heaven and his charity towards his enemies life's burglars and bandits can make but poor headway against a man of that temper but all those whose pockets have been rifled and whose houses have been robbed none have suffered more heavily than paul he knew the skill of the robbers better than any of us here is his own record in stripes above measure in prisons more frequent in deaths oft of the jews five times received i forty stripes save one thrice was i beaten with rods once was i stoned thrice i suffered shipwreck a night and a day i have been in the deep in journeyings often in perils of waters in perils of robbers 
in perils by my own countrymen in perils by the heathen in perils in the city in perils in the wilderness in perils in the sea in perils among false brethren in weariness and painfulness in watchings often in hunger and thirst in fastings often in cold and nakedness yes in peril of robbers the sea had robbed him once and the land had robbed him often he knew what the robbers could steal and he knew what they could not whether there be prophecies they shall fail whether there be tongues they shall cease whether there be knowledge it shall vanish away these are life's spending money which we may lose by violent hands in dead man's lane but the apostle goes on but now abideth faith hope and love these three and the greatest of these is love these are the jewels that the robbers cannot ransack i had a friend whose love no time could end that friend didst thou to thine own bosom take for this my loss i see no reparation the earth was once my home a habitation of sorrow thou hast made it for this sake i had a love this bitterest did prove a mystic love of joy on earth and sky strange fears and hopes a rainbow tear and smile a transient splendor for a little while then sudden darkness lord thou knowest why what have i left a friend and love bereft stripped bare of everything i counted dear what friend have i like that i lost what call to action nay what love lord i have all and more besides if only thou art near in florence visitors are shown the doors which michelangelo declared to be fit for the gates of paradise they are covered with exquisite pictures and picked out with noble imagery in bronze but those gates were once gilded and dante speaks of them as the golden gates the centuries have eaten away the gilt but have been unable to touch one particle of the magnificent work of the immortal master let us put on a cheerful courage therefore as we enter dead man's lane the best always abides after the gleam and the gloss have worn off that is forever and forever the strong consolation of the christian gospel the robbers steal the glitter they cannot touch the gold they take mr littlefaith's spending money but his jewels are still his own after the brigands have decamped End of chapter 3 Recording by John Brandon